Eric Sims, it's coming back perfectly. You beauty. Reynolds' name goes in the frame. The king of the fern. Looking for your next holiday? Maybe a long weekend with your mates? Or really need to get to the next game? Then it's time to what if it? What if has great deals on accommodation, flights, car hire and more? Plus, because they're the official travel partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs, you can head to whatif.com.au forward slash Rabbitohs and use the promo code Rabbitohs15 to save 15% on selected hotels. Conditions apply. What if? It's Aussie for travel. Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. Brent Chappell, Steve Maven and Darren Brown. <laughs> Chaps is red hot here, so I've, me phone was running hot there for a while. But Could you catch him? Well, only if I got a bit of a start. <laughs> it's great for rugby league, but more importantly, it's great for the mighty Rabbitohs. Welcome to another edition of Rabbitohs Radio. My name is Grant Chappell. I'm joined by two former Rabbitohs. Darren Brown, Steve Maven. What's going on, boys? Hello, chaps. Hello, Brownie. Hey, good day, boys. How are we? Mate, fantastic. Uh, another another win on a Friday night to, to make it a, a good weekend, boys, where we don't have to worry about anything. We can sit back and watch the other sides give it to each other. Yep. We've won and the Roosters, the evil empire's got rolled, so... That does equate to a good weekend, but Brownie, give us that smile. The new Barry Beath. <laughs> Look yeah, at this. Yeah, got the new uh, the new Barry Beath. They're halfway done, so I had a little bit of time in lockdown. I was planning on to get them done overseas in Bali, but I decided that I needed to get it done straight away. We're doing a little bit of YouTube now, so I thought the presentation was very important, and uh, decided to uh, bite the bullet. And get it done here. Cost a little bit more, but hey, a million dollar smile. Yeah, mate, it looks it looks unreal. I mean, it's it's great podcasting too. Looking at teeth. Um, <laughs> 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 well, look, I'll be honest. I've got a head for podcasting. Um, my teeth look like they've been bashed in by four or five hammers and then dipped in a dipped in a bit of coffee for a few weeks. But that's all right. <laughs> hey, look, I am no wall painting either. So yeah, three heads for radio right here, but. <laughs> Chaps, we went for still, I, can, I can still chew into a good um, tough steak too, boys. So there you go. Yeah, well, that's something that I won't be doing. Uh, they cost too much to uh, chew into a, a steak. I don't need a lot of red meat anyway, so uh, I won't be uh, hoeing into a steak anytime soon. Oh, you're going to have a sweet potato steak later on tonight, mate. <laughs> that's it. Tofu is pretty easy to bite into, so you'll be right. Uh, so, chaps, we went for a swim down at Malabar again during the week, and we filmed a bit of it with the GoPro underwater. And mate, you've you've won me over. It's sensational, and we shared a bit of it on the YouTube channel. Yeah, it makes you feel good. The water's really warm at the moment too. We're, we're pretty lucky here in Sydney. It never really gets that cold. You might get a, a couple of days here and there where it drops down to sixteen. I think it did a month ago. I was talking to Al Daly, one of our former guests from Barnaby Water, the other day about it. He said it dropped down a few weeks ago, but he gets in the water pretty regularly. He was down there teaching his young bloke how to surf. But um, look, I recommend it to anyone. Just go and have a dive in it, just, just to get out, of, especially this lockdown. Anyone sitting down in Sydney, just get in, sit in the sun, have a coffee and, and happy days. It's magic, mate. And so we shared that on our YouTube channel. 
Rabbitohs TV. So please subscribe. We're trying to build our subscribers. So help us out and do that. And we shared another video, courtesy of our good mate, Carpo from Crashing the Crappenders. His great new song, Just How We Do. It's a nice ballad. And I just selected some highlights over our first two years and put it to the music of that song. And it's been quite popular, boys. That's brilliant. I love that song. It's so catchy. I text Carpo today um, and, he, and he, he just said, mate, yeah, I'm going to start doing a little bit of stuff on my own there. He's not more used to being in the band and everything and uh, a little bit of that sort of punk band, rockabilly style. But mate, I reckon he, his voice suits the ballad, doesn't it, Brent? It certainly does. And uh, Mavo, a big uh, thank you to you. You've done a great job putting that video together, uh, all the footage that we've uh, obtained over you know the two years that we've been uh, up and running and what you said uh, chaps Carpo the music was a little bit different style to what he's uh, used to a little bit you know punk rocker heavy metal but I liked it it was, it was really enjoyable it suited the video and um, yeah make sure you have a look on our YouTube channel or our social media platforms so we will share a link to that on our episode webpage and just for those that don't know that Crashing the Crappenders song, She's Subatomic, is our intro music. And we also shared another video from Chaps' holiday up at Hamilton Island. He gave me the GoPro after we went swimming at Malabar and all his holiday stuff was on there. And there was a really good footage of a turtle swimming into the frame. It's a beautiful fish. And so we used that. Tony Rambling. Turtle. So we used that for the Rabbitohs TV. And what I, because a couple of people said, oh, that's not rugby league, but we want to be a, uh, not just a rugby league, YouTube channel. We want to be a channel where you can see a variety of footage, a diverse selection of footage from our everyday lives or going to the beach or going on holidays. And so, yeah, something for everyone there on Rabbitohs TV. Well done. Well, spot that is, mate. I mean, again, I've looked through What If, Tossie for Travel, put in that promo code Rabbitohs15 and uh, got myself up to Hamilton in between lockdowns. Hello, our football manager was up there too. He sounds like he had a good time up there. So I recommend that. To anyone, I can I can say that I've been to the Great Barrier Reef, one of the one of the real seven wonders of the world. There, boys. Now Great on the show Barry today, Great Barrier Reef. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> this, this could be the Barrier Reef edition of Rabbitohs Radio podcast. Now, today on the show, we recap that big win over the Eels, forty points to twelve. It was a record-breaking win for our captain, courageous Adam Reynolds, and we'll get to that later in the recap. We speak to Boom rookie Hooker. Peter Mamazoulis, and also remembering a rabbit this week is Jason Sinclair from those 90s teams, played with the Tigers and with the Evil Empire as well. And we preview that clash against the Titans next week, boys. So looking forward to that. Now, yeah, sure. Let's go, boys. Yeah, we might get in this recap, boys. It was a, it was a fantastic win. I, I thought we just displayed a hell of a lot of patience. In that first half, it was one of our best first halves of the year. I thought there was a lot of patience. We built plenty of pressure, and guys like Cam Murray and the Goat just just dominated through the middle of the field. And 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 out the back, we had Reno, Cody, and Latrell just putting the finishing touches on it. Uh, we ripped them apart on that left hand side. Six six odd line breaks in the first half. And in the second half, it was thirty two nil. It was eight line breaks to nil with twenty five minutes to go. <laughs> and I think the five day turnaround might have got to us. We sort of. Didn't, didn't play our best footy in that last 25 where the Eels sort of ended up winning about 12-8 in that last 25. But but it gives gives Wayne something, a bit of food for thought going into next week anyway, Grant. Yeah, definitely uh, exactly what you said, chaps. It was a, a dominant performance built on 
patience, uh, and, and it had to be because Parramatta, they threw a lot at us uh, in the first half. I think, you know, around the 20, 30-minute mark, both sides were completing at 100%. And it was a bit of an arm wrestle. And that's something that we, we needed to do is go with a team that, that's also completing at a high rate. We ended up completing at 88%, which is the second highest completion rate of the season for us. And I, I thought the win was really set up uh, by that, uh, holding the ball and, and not making too many errors. And um, a really dominant performance. Uh, still a lot of improvement left in us. Uh, we scored some magical tries. But all our tries, they're all scored differently. So we're mixing our game up perfectly. And, um, yeah, it was a really good performance uh, from all, Mavo. Well, that was a good stat there, 88%. I wasn't aware of that. So there you go. That's why we've won nine in a row. And we're humming along nicely. The Storm just won their 17th in a row. So I think we're heading for a showdown with that mob. Could settle us two down to fight it out at the finish. But we'll just go through a couple of performances. Josh Mansour, I think he had his best game in a Rabbitohs jersey. 23 runs for 254 metres and two meat pies. So the source playing some excellent footy. Well done there. And good, mate. He was good. He was strong, Mavo, with a lot of carries. Uh, probably lacks a little bit of speed on the outside, like our, our AJ, who who normally burns him on the outside. But but you, you can't doubt his power, mate. 23 carries, a couple, couple of hundred metres. He, he was outstanding. Probably got a, didn't defuse a couple of bombs. I think one bomb in particular... Uh, that was with 25 minutes ago, and that got Parramatta back into the contest. But other than that, uh, I, I thought he was pretty pretty professional out there. Brandon. Yeah, like you said, Mavo, probably the best game he's had for the club. And, um, you know, it was really good to see because he's came back from, from injury and uh, he's got his opportunity with AJ being injured. And, um, you know, it, it was a really big performance uh, from him. But like you said, chaps, there was a couple of opportunities in that first half we created uh, down that left-hand edge, uh, like we always do. And just his speed, it's just not what it used to be. Um, if AJ was there, I'd like to think that uh, we would have scored maybe a couple more tries. But, look, Josh Mantor is doing a great job on the wing. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's lucky we got him there, actually, because he's got a lot of experience and, um, you know, he's, he's playing really well. I think the yeah, bloke on the other wing, Mavo, and I'm sure you'll have a comment about this. I reckon that was one of his better games for the Rabbitohs too, especially in his comeback. He sort of um, had a bit of an injury early in the year. He looks powerful. Um, he's getting under those high balls. I know he had a bit of a drama at the start of last week's game, but he looked really confident under the high ball. And hats off to Mitchell Moses. He kept him in the game with some of the biggest bombs you've ever seen. And, and you know, I think, I think Jackson Paulo had no dramas with any of them. And, he, and he's, he's a finisher too. He, he can move. He makes everything look so easy, Mavo, uh, Jackson Paula. He does the rock star. And you're a bit like a cardboard cutout at the moment at the games, chaps. You've just frozen up. But we'll continue on because we can hear you. But, uh, yeah, the rock star okay. went good. And it actually is a dilemma we we're going to talk about. that Since Mansour, the source, and Jackson have come in, they've been scoring all these tries. And Josh Mansour on the left, Jackson on the right. And before that, we had Tane Milne scoring all those tries on the right. And now the, we're going to get AJ back next week. It looks like the, we're going to have a selection dilemma on our hands. Now, is, as he's both frozen up now, is it, am I just here on my own? <laughs> as it might be my no, end. No, it's all fine from my end. Yeah, okay, sorry. No, you can hear. Okay, so yeah, so that's the selection dilemma. 
because AJ is obviously our specialist left winger, so I would probably go with the source, keep him there. If he can play right wing, if he can't, then, you know, it's going to be hard to pick between Tane and Jackson because they've both been playing well. So it's a good headache to have, but three wingers don't go into one on the right edge. What do you reckon, uh, Brown? Uh, well, I'm, I'm probably a little bit different to you, Mavo. I'll, I'm, uh, I'm going to stick with Jackson Paulo on the right edge. Um, it's just, he's a big body. Uh, he made some great tough carries uh, the other night coming out of trouble. Uh, he's got a bit of speed. He's good under the high ball. And he's playing with confidence. He, he looks like he's a confidence player. I remember um, one game uh, early on in the season or when he made his debut against the Titans, he, he dropped a couple of bombs and he sort of like went into his shell a little bit. But um, I think he's a really confident player and he's playing with a lot of confidence at the moment and there's no reason to move him. Uh, that, that's my opinion. I, I'd stick with uh, Jackson Paulo on the right wing when AJ comes back. And he hasn't played a lot of games first grade, this bloke. And I think he's had three or four false dropouts in his career, short career. He's got a little, he's got a bit of a deft touch with his um, little little grubbers, hasn't he? I think he had one against Newcastle or two against Newcastle last year in, yes. in his first couple of games. So he's uh, he's someone that's going to continue to develop as um, as the years go on. And I'm glad he's playing on our team, put it that way. Yeah, no, definitely. But... Uh, once again, uh, just getting back to the game, our spine was instrumental in everything we do, and uh, they're always getting the wraps. But I want to give the bench a wrap, guys. Um, I thought our bench brought a lot of energy and impact when they came on the field this week. Junior Totola was outstanding after, you know, a five-week absence uh, through a knee injury. He was outstanding. I mean, he, he played for 39 minutes and run for 192 metres. That was just unbelievable. Um, and Jaden Sewer, I thought he made a real impact when he came on as well. What are your thoughts, um, Ava? Well, yes, the bench, special mention to Junior Tatola. What a sensational return from the big rig. How good is he as an asset to this team? The host, he was good as well. And, yes. and also Benji too, when he came on. A little bit of Benji magic at the end of the game. The little banana grubber kick. You know, off the side, you just put it on the angle and, you know, we all know how to do it. We do. You you roll the ball and just curved around straight into the rock star Jackson Polo's arms and that was pretty to watch. So, yes, the bench has been... Yeah, I've got to give a bit of a, a heads down to the, the coverage. The coverage were focused on Reed Marnie. Unfortunately, Reed Marnie had a crooked shoulder. I focused on him because he was showing a bit of emotion on the sideline. They missed the try. Live. Yeah. You didn't mention it. Yeah. A bit of Benji Brilliant. Glad to go back to the replay. So, Channel 9, give yourselves an uppercut. You too, Fox. Had a lot of that coverage. And you blokes missed it even more than nine did. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, hey, don't take your cameras off our mob when we got the ball. We are the hottest team in the NRL. Yeah, It was a great return from Benji. I mean, he only got a, uh, a couple of minutes. He probably only got, you know, 10 or I think it was about 12 minutes of play. Uh, but, yeah, he came up with a nice touch, like you said, Mavo, off that scrum. Probably only something Benji could do. And a couple of defensive uh, decisions that he, he came up and rushed in uh, on the centre, uh, I thought was really good and put him under pressure and, and cut down the play. So, yeah, really nice return uh, from Benji after, I don't know, how long how long was Benji out for? He was out for a good five, six weeks. Yeah, I think I said four or five. So, yeah, it was... It yeah. was a, and another good return was our superstar lock, Cameron Murray. And, oh. and they just announced... I think the team of the team of the month, and he was in there because he he's had 18, 18 line engagements, so he does engage the line. That's a nice little uh, saying that engaging the line, and we're just going to get chaps to try and cut. There he is, he's back. 
Yeah, so he engages the line. He takes the line on. He's not scared to take it on. And when he does, it really tests the opposition defence, Brownie. Mate, he's, look, he can be in the team of the week all year, uh, for as far as I'm concerned. He's just a complete player. He mixes his game up perfectly. He knows when to pass. He knows when to run. Um, his tackles, like, when he hits them, they just drop. There's not one of the, there's not many post-contact meters uh, after you get tackled by Cameron Murray, let me tell you. Um, he just, uh, he's just a complete player. And, you know, I'm a little bit biased here, and I've said it many times before, I think he's the best forward in the game by far. Yeah. And what about him, him and um, the GOAT mixing it up in the middle of the field um, in their first 20 or 30, Brownie? That, that, that's, that's a combination to look forward to. Um, the GOAT poked his nose through a couple of times there. Might have had a bit of support. We could have went over. Um, I think we spoke about it yesterday just on the phone, Brownie. The way our forwards sort of do tip-ons and we're starting to get a little bit of offloads around the middle of the field, it's, it's something to celebrate over the coming weeks. And what about the, uh, what about the, the mascot connection? Mm. Cameron Murray to Keon, back to Cameron for a nice little try. Yes, oh, Murray Keon Murray, that was that was beautiful. And and because we've been going out the back all day, and yeah. Cam jumps in at first receiver and gets a little overs line from Keon, and it just worked perfectly, didn't it? It yeah. did. It did. And a little mascot connection, and um, it was good to see. And like we said, another part of Cameron's game that, that's. Um, that we speak about. He just mixes it up perfectly. But enough about them, boys. Let's talk about the man of the moment, Adam yeah. Reynolds. What a great achievement uh, to break a, a long-standing record from Eric Sims. Um, you know, unbelievable from a local junior who, who lived just up the road at Waterloo there and no better player uh, to break a record. And, and I'm sure Eric Sims would be so happy for him. Yes, and, and we were going to start the recap, but let's finish it with Adam Reynolds. Even better. What a player. What an icon of this club. And we shared a photo of him and Eric Sims on our socials, and it was a, quite a good one of them just at some sort of function. And they're two legends of this club. And for Renault to go past that, it's it was a huge achievement. And, yeah, he's he's... he's been very humble about it. It was away and it wasn't a lot of fanfare, but oh, I think that record's going to stand for a long time and it may never be broken, chaps. Yeah, 46 years in the making, that record. Um, we'll just talk about Eric, mate. I used to work with Eric and he came come out and work at Port Botany from, from Darling Harbour oh, probably 15, 20 years ago. And and someone had to point him out to me. That that, that was, you know, that's Eric Sims. I sent his name on the sheet and, and went and had a chat to him a couple of times. He was so humble, did not want to talk himself up about football, just want to talk about the current players. And I think Adam is just about the same. He, he's a pretty humble sort of champion, our, our little our little Adam. Now, there's only been eight players, boys, to ever be leading point scorer in our club in the 100-plus 100, 100 years we've, we've had at the joint. I, I might, might read him out here. It was um, Arthur Butler was the first, Arthur Collin second, Arthur McCabe. These are all in the uh, sort of post-First World War. And then legendary Harold Horder, he held the record for 30-odd years until Benny. And then Benny Waring held the record for, for a number of years. Bernie Purcell had it for 20-odd for years. And, and then Ecker. Ecker got hold of it and had it for until Adam's taken it off him. So I think that record will stand for, for many, many years to come. 
And he's also on the verge of another record, boys. The most points in a season by Rabideau held by Eric Sims is 265. He's on 214. And that was tipped to me by Josh Kemp there. Josh Kemp is all over it. One of the great South City fans out there from the borough. It was a, per- it was a perfect way to, to bring up uh, the record as well with a trademark kicker of his. Look, he, he went for a, a, a kick at half time, which was probably a little bit out of his reach, but he wanted to give it a shake and mm. just the man he is, Adam Reynolds. But the one he kicked the, to break the record, he just aimed it out to the right. We've seen it so many times and he just curled it back straight between the posts. Maybe we've seen it uh, and we've commentated on it many a times, that, that, that type of kick. And we just, you know, just a perfect uh, goal kicker. Field goal exponent, um, just a, a great player as well, and uh, what a what a player to do it. Our inspirational premiership winning captain halfback. Yeah, he's eight from nine in the game. The first one was a cracker. The first one was a little low bender, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. yeah, and then the next one was different from the same spot. It was high and bent back. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know if you've got a favourite goal of his that he kicked, but for mine, I think it was that first year he played in. I think it was 2012 where we come back from 10, 10 points behind against the Tigers at the SFS and he and he had to, to nail one from about 15 in, 15 in from the right um, touchline to go into Golden Point where we ended up winning on a, I think it was a GI, pretty ordinary field goal from GI, but it went over. And I just went right there and then I knew we had a, a, a clutch. We, I knew we had the Iceman and this bloke, he'd kick for your life, this bloke, boys, wouldn't he? Yeah. yeah. And... He sits 10th now all-time on the all-time rugby league history list, which is another achievement. But, yes, he's, they asked him his favourite point-scoring achievements, and the two that he said uh, I immediately remembered. The first one was scoring a try in the grand final. Not many people can say that. We were there at the 2014 grand final. That was a ripper. But the one that's probably the most memorable was that super try. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. I love this try. I love this team. <laughs> I really love I was thinking I love this team and what they've been doing and we're working with them. But, you know, they're, they're just making us all proud. But the one that we're, you know what I'm going to say, the one that Renault scored when we beat the Evil Empire, that will go down as one of Renault's greatest moments in his career. Brownie? Yeah. Yeah, it certainly was, mate. And um, we've replayed it many a times and, uh, he's probably scored so many great tries, and the two that you just mentioned. Well, you know, how can you go past them? Yep. And just before we move on, you know how many points you scored for the Rabbitohs, Brownie? <laughs> um, no, well, I've scored plenty. Of, I've scored a couple of tries for them. So come on, throw it at me. You scored 74 points for the Rab- Mighty Rabbitohs in total. You just want to know how many I scored? <laughs> yeah, of course. 96. Oh, 96, you got me. Yeah, but I wasn't, out- I wasn't outside back, Brownie. So anyway, we'll move on. And just before we move on, I just, <laughs> I just, I just wanted to mention Jai Arrow's, one of, another highlight in the game was Jai Arrow's try-saving tackle oh. right on the line. He's been great for us, playing second row. Uh, we, all, yeah, we all love his work. So let's move on to Rabbitohs. Just, and- uh, just on that tackle, that's probably one of the best try-saving tackles that you'll see this year. Yep. He absolutely he was he was in for all money. I spoke to chaps about it uh, earlier today, and that was just one hell of a tackle. I think there was another one in, in the same set Cameron Murray did, but that one on uh, Wonga Blake that was just unbelievable. And that 
you know, that was a, that was probably a turning point in that game as well because they, they saw like they, were, they had a bit of momentum then. Well, he's very tall, isn't he, that arm long and Blake? So he had, he had to he had to really drop him, otherwise he, he reaches out and scores. And I think he wanted to reach out and score, but he just, it was just a, he just hit him right at the right moment, stopped him in his tracks, and it stunned everyone. Everyone, went, what's going on yeah. here? And I we thought it was getting the right. turnover. And, I thought it was going to be, and, that, and that's and that's probably something that we haven't been doing, and it was a, a positive out that we can take out of the game that we we turned the eels away on many occasions. I mean, yeah. their completion rate was up around the height. I think they were even a higher completion rate than what we were. And they were eighty nine percent, Granny. Eighty nine percent. They're higher than us, mate. So yeah. for them to only score two tries, um, it really put some um, you know some positive towards our, our defensive effort, I thought. And uh, Cody Walker, uh, down the other end, uh, saved the try as well. He, he jumped on the ball. So there's some desperation there, and that's what we need uh, coming into the semifinals. Yeah, and they, even at the end of the game, when Dane Gagai chased the ball, and the game was over, but Gags is down there running, and they set it in the call. So that's what the commitment of this team is, and that's an encouraging sign for us into the finals. And I just, before we move on, yeah, Chaps, I'll give you, before we move on, yes, I'll let you have a go, Chas. But if we can keep this side healthy and we've got the blokes coming back, we've got some depth, we can go all the way in this grand this grand final run. Just keep everyone healthy, keep doing what we're doing. We'll give this competition a shake. Chaps? I just, I just want to give one of the most professional players in our team a rep, Dane Gagai. Everything he did the other night was 100 miles an hour. Um, his defence, just the tough carries out of our own end. Um, his keep chase, Chaps. His mm. kick chase was just nine out of ten. They're the one percenters, and not only that, that when when uh, Mansour made that bust, I think it might have been for the, the the first try there, and he had the ability to get back on side when he seen what Cody did. Cody had them all running to the right, and he shaped back to the left, and just to be able to do the catch and pass for Mansour in that left corner, mate. Hats off to Dane Gagor. He's going to be a big loss to this club when he heads up to Newcastle next year. Let's hope he's taking the Premiership with him, boys. Definitely. Okay, let's move on to Rabbitohs News, brought to you by the Genius Group of Clubs. The Rabbitohs home away from home, the place to play, or the Bunnies are away. Now, we've just mentioned the Renault record. Congratulations to our inspirational, legendary captain. And just another mention, the, the Centre of Excellence, the plans of, we've got a contractor now, I just can't think of their name off the top of my head, but there is a, a mob that's been, got all the plans and it's going to start, it's, it's going to happen. So should we start a campaign now to build a bronze statue of our greatest ever point scorer at the front of this centre of excellence, perhaps even a duo with him and Eric Sims? Chaps? I think it's a great idea, Mova. Um, you know, that, that record's going to stand for a long time. And, uh, you know, for the, especially for the halfbacks that are going to come to this club to walk in the door and see uh, our inspirational skipper, you know, Premiership winning halfback, record breaking. Um, I think it can only be good for, for the young blokes uh, that are striving to get to what, what this kid, uh, Adam Reynolds, has done over the years. We might have to do a Hall of Fame, a bit like the Dragons have just done um, over there at St George, just a Hall of Fame, all their great players. And you walk down, there might be a few plaques on the ground and, and a couple of statues. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they'll. I'm sure they're looking into it right now. Yeah, um, we'll make it. They've got one at the SCG. We've all seen the one outside the Swans, and they've got him at the MCG, the, the statues there. They've got one of the King up at Lang Park. So, do we make it? <laughs> Sorry. Do we make it? 
Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> what, <as minister>? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a plaque, something on the ground. Like yeah, the, yeah. the Hall something. of Fame. Rabbitohs Radio. Rabbitohs Radio Hall of Fame. Maybe we'll put our handprints in there and just like at the Hollywood Walk of Fame or something like that. Maybe one you, day. You might, you, might have, you might have a brick on the wall there somewhere boys, with your name on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, and just before we get Peter Mamazoulis in, we'll just talk about there's been reports that Benji is available for next year. Should we re-sign him, Brownie? I think it'll be a great signing, even though we have, uh, we've got Anthony Milford and our great young cropper, young halves coming through. I think it can only benefit all them players, uh, both Milford, who is an experienced player himself, but Benji Marshall, he does, it's what he does off the field uh, is important to this club. You know, the experience that he brings, how to prepare for games. He's a professional. These young kids are going to inspire to be like him. It's just, I think it's a no-brainer uh, to have a player of Benji's experience on your roster, whether he's playing, whether he's training, or whether he's, you know, just being a tuition to them young kids coming through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been a great mentor at the club from, from all reports. Um, just given given as much time as he can off the field to all these young blokes coming through, like the bloke we got coming up. I watched I watched him mentor um, Peter. He kicks out a dummy half from sort of just inside our own half, just putting him into the corner and stuff like that. That was early in the season. And I can imagine he'll be continue to do that. Now, just on Benji, if, if, if he plays another couple of games, I think if he plays the final game of the year this year, there was a stat I looked at a while ago. I asked Brad to check it up for me, but... He'll be the oldest player ever to play for South Sydney in first grade. Now, the other bloke who used to have that record, I think, was Jack Rayner in the 50s. So, Brad, if you remember that little task I gave you, mate, if you're listening, mate, you want to check that up for me, I'm pretty sure Benji will be the oldest first grader we've had in this club's history in a couple of weeks. Geez, we can, geez, we can break some records, can't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's... So just while we're waiting for... Pete, now you might have noticed that we've got our screens here and what that is for is to show that we are Rabbitohs Radio Podcast, also Rabbitohs TV, but we'll just run into the ads for our sponsors. So our first sponsor, as you'll see here in the in the white, is the Juniors Gripper Clubs. And unfortunately, they're, they're shut at the moment, but they're sticking by us, so we're sticking by them. So please, once they we get through this COVID disaster, make sure you go up there to one of the clubs, have a feed. Here's Pete now. And have a feed. Now, the other one is the NG Farrah real estate, the pride of Eastern Suburbs real estate. And the other one is Export Freight Systems, our good mate, Ian McLucas, supporting Aussie manufacturers. So here's Pete coming in now. Have those radio listeners. Um, we've got Boom Rookie Hooker, debut this year on the line. Peter Mamazoulis, welcome to Rabbitohs Radio, mate. Thanks, guys. Thank you for having me. No worries, mate. Now, what's what's doing in the bubble, mate? How's life up there? Yeah, it's pretty good. I've uh, been here for about four weeks now and all the boys being together and being a close group, it's really made the transition a lot easier. So I'm really enjoying it at the moment. And what about that Rockhampton flight the other day? Were you, were you on the flight with the boys? Um, that would have been yeah, a strange old pretty, day. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Um, we left here around 8 o'clock in the morning. It was an hour and a half flight. We landed in Rockhampton and we we're just waiting on the tarmac. 
And as we we're about to get off, they told us the news that the, the game got moved to the next day. So we um, got back on the plane and left back to the Gold Coast. Mate, mate who's, your, uh, who's your roomie in the bubble? Oh, we all got our own rooms. So, yeah, so it's pretty good. Well, that's a bonus. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's good because um, a bit of personal time too. So Yeah, yeah no, good. definitely, mate. But it helps if you're up there. You got your your two besties are up there, Taffy and uh, and Lockie. You're a bit of a trio, aren't you? Yeah, we uh, we do everything together. Um, go to dinner, lunch, breakfast together. We're always together playing cards. So yeah, them being here has made it a lot easier for me. You didn't get a lot of opportunities um, outside of the the restrictions. You only got a few days, didn't you? What did you guys get up to in those couple of days where you're free, mate? Um. I think we we're only free for about one to two days. The night that we were free, we um, went to the, the pavilion, the Burley Pavilion, and had a team dinner, which was nice. And then the next day, um, me, Taff, Latrell, Cody, went for a drive to, to, um, to the beach and just had a coffee, sat down, relaxed. That's about it. Just went for a walk and then came back to the hotel. And then the next day, we were back into lockdown. So just, we didn't have a lot of opportunity. Yeah, it's a chance to yeah, chill it's on good for, for a couple of days, but uh, hopefully, if it doesn't last forever, guys, um, you guys can get out and live your life um, as normal. Now, where are you from, Pete, and what was it like growing up there? Yeah, so I'm from Maroubra, so a local boy. Uh, grew up there my whole life, um, played for the Maroubra Lions, was always a massive South Sydney fan. My dad always used to take me to all the games growing up. Um, all my mates were South Sydney fans, so... I've um I've been a part of the club since I was since 14, played junior bunnies, then played how Matt SG ball, went on to Jersey Flag, and yeah, sort of made myself way into the top grade squad now. So yeah, been a part of us my whole life. Mate, tell us a little bit about dad. He actually played for the same junior club that I played for, the Waterloo Waratahs. Uh, does he yeah. talk much about his career? Uh not really. Um, he gives me pointers before every game and that, but he never really mentions um, his playing days. But growing up, he always mentioned about, you know, how much he loves South. He uh, made it clear from day one that I was going to be a South supporter no matter what. So, um, yeah, never really mentioned his playing days, but he's always been a massive fan of the club. Mate, the, the Waterloo Waratahs, it was a great club and uh, he played with... A lot of great players as well. Uh, Alan Nelson, who we work with today, Craig Weeks, was a, a really strong uh, team. And I, I didn't actually get to watch your dad play, but I believe he was very tough. Yeah, yeah, he definitely was. Um, one thing that he actually does say about, you know, his days playing footy was um, he really loved the defensive side of, of the game. Um, he said he wasn't really good attacking, but he definitely loved getting into it. So <laughs> yeah, right. you, you got all them skills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, mate. And you mentioned the junior reps there. We dug up a photo where the, I think the Huntsman, Paul McNicholas, was one of the yeah. coaches. Charlie Gallico, yeah. Charlie Rabbit, and a, a good mate of ours of the show, Chuck Gale, was in the team. So, yeah, can you tell yeah. us a little bit about those guys? Yeah, so uh, me and Chuck are the same age. We came through all the juniors together. The Huntsman was our, I think he was our defensive coach in the Harold Mass squad. And he was really good for us, um, especially us forwards. He obviously played first grade, played a lot of games in South Sydney. So he was really good for us growing up. 
especially in that that period. Um, Charlie, he always used to come into um, the gym and a couple of the boys used to wear hats in the gym and he used to tell us all off and I used to say, get your hats off in the gym. He was always walking <laughs> around making sure everything was was right. So, yeah, they were, they were, really, they were really good for us. And, mate, you're of Greek heritage. So is it, it's Mamazoulos, Mamazelos. We've heard a couple of different versions. Yeah, Mamazelos. Mamazelos. Yeah. Okay, we'll make a note of that. And and just, we had a look at your record. You've played for Greece seven times, scoring 10 tries, including four in one game against Norway at New River Stadium in London. That must have been a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah that was fun. Um, that was just before all this COVID hit. Um, Travelled to, to England and Greece with the team and played two games in England that year, one against Norway and the other one was against Serbia. Um, so yeah, that was a really fun trip for the boys being, you know, in Greece. It was my first time going to Greece. So yeah, I really enjoyed it and being with the team really made it more enjoyable experience. Mate, what, what other NRL players were in, in the Greece team that traveled over with you? Um, so Billy Magulius was a part of yeah. the squad. Yeah. Um, and there was a few other boys playing reserve grade, um, Billy Tetrikas. Uh, George Tetrikas, they're at Penrith now. Um, but, yeah, Billy was the only one that had played first grade at the time. Mate, you and uh, Billy have got something in common because Billy's a South Sydney junior as well. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a couple of photos of him playing for Mascot. Yeah. I, want, I, I don't know why he left. He should have stayed, but, yeah. I don't know if you know, but I was his coach. I catched him all oh, through really? his junior career. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty good Mascot team, wasn't it? That was, mate. We had the likes of uh, Rima Smith was playing, Sifa Talakai. Yeah. yeah. So a couple of young kids that have gone on and are playing first grade now. Mm. Yeah, pretty pretty stacked team. So speaking of he, first he always brings it, He always brings it back to mascot. Apologies there, Peter. I know. <laughs> mascot. Oh, that's I'm, a former, I'm a former Aruba line, mate, but anyway, that's yeah, all you That's it. We got <laughs> together. Yes, I only wanted to play for him because they were house colours, mate. That's the only reason I wanted to play yeah, for him. Yeah, that's the reason I play for him too. <laughs> yeah, surf at all, do you, Pete, or Brenham and River Boy? Nah, um, no surfing, to be honest. I've tried. I always fall over, but never really picked it up. <laughs> oh, well, if you want to learn, our man Chaps is a bra boy. He can give you some lessons. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, beautiful. I'll come down during summertime. Yeah. We'll, get, we'll get Sato out there with you, man. He's the man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, we just no, mentioned at the beach. Yeah, sorry. We just mentioned your first grade, and you're a first grade Rabbitohs number eleven seventy, and you've played two games of first grade. Tell us about your debut against the Knights. Yeah, it was a crazy week. I was so nervous. Um, I remember I got caught into the spine meeting throughout the week, and um, I was just sitting there watching video, and Wayne just casually turned around and said, "Oh, Pete." you're a chance of being on the bench this week. And then just walked out the room. So um, I was pretty shocked at the time. Um, but the players around me just made it so, so easy. Um, Benji, you know, Latrell, Cody, Reno, they're all great players. So I just had to go in there and do my job. And, um, yeah, it was a night that I'll never forget. Mate, you just uh, you just mentioned the spine and... Um... Benji Marshall, it must be amazing at training, training with them players and, and also playing with them. They, they, some of these players would have been your heroes growing up. 
Yeah, yeah, they were. They were all players that I looked up to and aspired to be like. Um, you know, especially Renault being a South junior. And, you know, so I sort of went through the same um, path that he did. And um, just being there that night, looking around and seeing all these great plays was, was the dream come true. It was everything that I ever dreamt of. And you know, I'm so proud that I got to share the field with them. And, yeah, now that I get to call them my teammates, is pretty special. Yeah, I can remember that. I can remember your debut, mate. We were all out there. We had, we had to do a little post-game show. And I remember going to the yeah. toilet, and I don't want you to picture me doing an egg, your bread. But anyway, I was, I was in the toilets, and I could hear everyone, everyone was yelling out, Peter, Peter. <laughs> what's going on out here? Sounds like I was at an English soccer match. So I opened the door. There was all your mates in the dunnies. Half cut, I think they were, and I was singing Peter, and I ended up jumping in. They rumbled me. But I got to meet them, and they, they tell you what, they're passionate blokes, and they, and they, they absolutely yeah. love you, mate. Yeah, no, we all care for each other. They made they made the night pretty special. Um, I remember sitting on the bench, and that's all I could hear was them chanting my name. So, yeah, chaps, was, I think you I, I think you uh, interviewed one of his mates, Ethan, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a bit of a boxer. I think he had a now I bump yeah. him at Matraville, Matraville Woolies all the time. But um, anyway, he had some nice <laughs> things to say yeah, about yeah. And he said you. He said you're a very smart and crafty hooker your whole career and uh, you're always destined to play first grade, mate. Yeah, Chiga, he's been my best mate since we were in high school. Um, yeah, he lives around the corner from Woolies in Matraville and, yeah, we've been <laughs> best mates. Yeah, he's, he's got a couple of screws loose, but I love him. <laughs> oh, well, we all, well, mate, of... you have to tell him to watch it on YouTube. You, you can watch this on YouTube. Tell him to subscribe. You yeah, and all your I'll mates. Def- I'll definitely let them know. 100%. Now, you've signed with the Rabbitohs until I think it's 2024. So it must be satisfying that your future is secured, at least for the next few years, at this club. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked about it. Um, I never really wanted to go anywhere else. Uh, I really do love this club. And, yeah, I'm really glad that I, I have security for the next couple of years and I, I can't wait to see what the future holds here. What about Cookie, mate? You're, you're obviously understudy to the Australian hooker. What's it like working with him? Yeah. Well, in my opinion, he's the best in the game. So every day is a chance that I get to learn something new off him. Um, and not only is he a great player, he's a great bloke. So um, I've gone really close to him throughout this year. And, yeah, he's definitely, even before my debut, the day before, I think he was in Origin Camp and he took the time to ring me and um, just made sure that um, that I was going to be okay. And, yeah, he just said that he was proud of me. So... You know, to have people like that around me just makes that makes it so much fun going to training and learning off him. So, what a great fella! Yeah, well, yeah. we're proud. We're yeah, proud of you too. Really Don't worry about that. So, yeah. what do you like doing outside of footy, Pete? Um, love chilling with my mates, spending time with my missus and my family. Um, I really enjoy working with my dad whenever I get the chance. Um, just doing stuff with my hands, to be honest. Um, my dad's a concreter, so whenever he um, needs, you know, someone to help him out, me and a couple of my mates go and, and give him some help. So, yeah, just being outdoors, spending time with, you know, the people that I love is something that I that I like to do. Unreal, mate. Just before you go, mate, this interview is brought to you by NG Fair Real Estate. Peter, mate, um, put your coaches hat on. Um, I want you to break down that game that, that we had the other night against Parramatta, mate. I thought it was a pretty strong performance first half. Yeah, so did I. Um, I think 
a big difference between this year and last year watching watching the games is we're definitely starting a lot stronger and it doesn't matter who we play. Um, I feel like the boys are putting their best foot forward every game. Um, the forwards have gone to a new level the last couple of weeks. Um, Cookie's really, he's been in his best form the last couple of weeks too. So, and I think like if our forwards just go forward and we give opportunities to Cody and Renault, they, they ice it nine times out of 10. So, um, the, a couple of the boys, Keon, he's had an amazing career, um, amazing year. Um, Cam's, he does his job as usual. Um, so I feel like if the forwards are going forward and we give opportunities to our back line, they, they always come up with the right play. So you just mentioned a couple, couple of weapons there, mate, in Cameron Murray and Keon once again, uh, both South Sydney juniors and mascot juniors. Yeah. But, mate, I thought the win was set up with a, a really high completion rate. Uh, we yeah. really held the ball and got into the arm wrestle. And, yeah. um, you know, if we do that against any team with our strike power in our spine um, yeah. and, and you're part of that spine, um, yeah. You know, we're, we're going to go a long way in this competition. We've seen yeah. Lachelle seen Mitchell, Pete, um, mix his game up. Last year, there was a lot of finesse about him. This year, he's actually using his power game, run over the top of people. He can also yeah. um, do the overs pass or, or pass back on the inside. What's it like training with him day in, day out, Lachelle Mitchell, an athlete like that? Yeah, yeah he's a freak. Um, he just does stuff that you sit back and you think, like, how, did, how, how does he do it? Um, he's a freak yeah. athlete. He's got everything in his game. He can defend. Uh, he's got to step on him, offend. He's quick. Like, to be honest, if you give him the ball in space, he's unstoppable. So mm-hmm. the stuff he does at training is, is pretty remarkable. Yeah, so. He's got a bit of a cranky side. A couple of the people in our podcast listeners group, Rabbitohs Radio podcast listeners group, was one guy said, oh, he's got a bit cranky, but I don't think he can curb his aggression. That's one of his assets that he's, Breaking yeah. all these tackles because he, it does fire up. Okay, yeah. He just he demands perfection. Everything he does, he wants to do it at his best. And you know, he's just aggressive. That's just the play he is. And it's good that he's that way because when he is aggressive, no one can really stop him, to be honest. No. Well said, mate. Well said. Yeah. All right, mate. We'll let you go. Thanks for joining us today and good luck for the rest of the season and for years to come. I'm sure we'll be seeing plenty of you in first grade. For the mighty Rabbitohs. Thank you, guys. Thank Thanks you, guys. Pete. I appreciate time, it. Pete. Take mate. it easy. See you, mate. There you, guys. Bye. See ya. That was good, boys. Yes. What a great young kid. What a nice young bloke. He's well-spoken. And when he was talking about that performance the other night, I thought this kid could be a, a coach. He might be the understudy to JD somewhere down the track. He seems like he's got a good... Footy head on his shoulders. That's why I asked him the yeah. question. Put your coaches hat on, and, and just wanted to hear him break a game down because we've 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 heard that he's one of the most intelligent young hookers to come through the club in many years, and I think we got a little taste of it there, Brownie. Yeah, no, definitely, mate. He certainly knows the game, and uh, he's getting taught by you know the Australian and and New South Wales hooker, and he's he's understudied. So, and you heard what he just said, um, Cookie. Shows a lot of confidence in him. He gave him a call from Origin Camp, uh, you know, when before he made his debut. So, mm. you know, what a champion fellow Damien Cook is, and and young Pete's inspiring to be like him. And what what a great leader. 
And yeah, he's, he's in a good position. And it's a, it seems like a happy group at the moment, but Young Pete's a gun player. They don't sign him unless he's a gun. Like I said, he scored all those tries for Greece. He didn't disgrace himself in his first grade debut. He's a good player and we've recognised that and he's going to be a real asset to this club. Don't worry about that. And you know what he has got? And it's probably Damien Cook probably hasn't got it as well as what Young Peter's got as a kicking game out of dummy half. Mm. He's got a nice little kicking game. He can put it into the corner. So that's going to be a great asset uh, for Young Peter uh, moving forward. Yep. And let's move forward to remembering a rabbit Brought to you by Export Freight Systems, with thanks to South Club historian Brad Ryder. Chaps, who we got this week? This week, it's Jason Sinclair, Rabbitoh player number 856. Now, Jason grew up in Glebe, and he went to Balmain Christian Brothers in high school, but in year 10, he went over to Holy Cross for, for his year 11 year. And he actually made the grand final in the Commonwealth Bank Cup team. They had a fantastic team. They're actually beaten in the grand final in 89 by Morris Brothers Parramatta. Now, he's a Leichhardt junior, boys. Not a Leichhardt wanderer, as I've been corrected. A Leichhardt, a Leichhardt junior, juniors player. Yeah, now, they won got, seven grand Balmain, over there, they've got two, two Leichhardt sides. One's a Leichhardt juniors and one's a Leichhardt wanderers. Chaps, like you just said. Yeah, Rene played, yeah, so. played for Leichhardt wanderers, just... Because I went to a luncheon and they tried to claim him as a Leichhardt junior, but no. <laughs> and our guest last week, Jan Earl. I met Jan Earl from the Leichhardt Wanderers. There you go. Yep, true. Well, anyway, he won seven grand finals in a row there, boys, when he was young. And when he was 13, he went over to Balmain PCYC for a couple of years and he was graded at 17. He left, he left high, high school in year 11. That's how talented this bloke was. Yep. Now, he was a... He was actually, he was a lot like you, mate, though. In the juniors, he was bigger and faster than everyone. He played prop, right? Really? Prop. He was the fastest bloke in the comp. Fastest bloke in the competition every year. And he was a prop. You should say that because we won seven grand finals in a row at the Botany Rams. But anyway, back to Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's this is not about you, Stephen, with the PH. (laughs) You you did throw it at me that I had to... Yeah, I did. I, look, I mean, I did. I did. I did lead you down that path, mate. And you don't need any introduction. No, to talk about straight through. So, so, well, <laughs> anyway, he, he played a lot of rep footy in the in the Tigers juniors, all the the mats, the ball, and he he, he had tremendous speed. He was a ball player. He had a great step on him. I mean, Brownie played against him. He, he could he could do the. Burst through the line, do the around the corner pass. He could flick it out the other way. He could just ball play with it, beat you with speed. He was just a tremendous talent. So in the end, the Tigers debuted him at 19 years of age in 1991 in round 11, boys, against the Gold Coast Chargers. And he only played a couple of games that year. He ended up playing 45 games for the Tigers, five tries. Then he joined the mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs in 94, debuting in round five, against Western Suburbs. And I, I remember him in 94 that year, boys. It was a game we have mentioned on the podcast a couple of times. We played the Newcastle Knights with a stack a stack team, it was, the, they had the Johns brothers. And he went up there, him and Tricky Trindle and the likes, they just carved them to ribbons, beat them 28 to 14 in front of a packed Newcastle stadium. And I mean, it, his fingerprints were all over that win. I don't know if you can remember that game, boys. 
Yeah, I, I, I do remember it. And uh, like you said, chaps, he was uh, he was super talented. And every time you came up against him and you played against him and you, you get your tip sheet, uh, the player to watch was Sinkers, Jason Sinclair. You know, we, we, you've mentioned it, chaps. He, he had a step. He had an offload. Uh, he could kick. He could do. He could do everything that you wanted from a from a footballer and uh, just a, a great talent. He played with the Rabbitohs for for a couple of years there. Played twenty eight games, six tries. He's played by injury and, and, and a couple of off field dramas, but. He went to the Evil Empire in 97 and he came back to his beloved Tigers there, 98 and 99. I think 98 was a, a year that was he got an injury in the preseason. He didn't get a lot uh, of game time. And when we were kicked out of the comp, he played 80 games first grade all up and he played one city origin game. But I remember him in the um, year 2000 and 2001 when we, when we weren't in the comp. He played in a couple of those um, matches to... Raise a bit of coin for the rabbits, mate. I think against the USA and the likes, Brownie. You remember that? Yeah, uh, yeah. A couple of boys played in that. Troy Slattery uh, was another one who, who played uh, in a lot of them games. They went round the bush. I think Mavo might have even went to one of the country areas. Scone. Uh, to Scone, yeah. So, yeah, they played a number of different games. And uh, the USA Tomahawks was one of them. And Sinkers was involved as well. So, mm. yeah. He ended up, um, it obviously helped us get back in the comp um, in those years we weren't in it. And he also went up and played a year with a stack, you mind a bunny side, you might remember with Mark Guyer and a few yeah. people. And Granny, I think we we're talking about today, they won the combat year, you mind a bunny. Yeah, they did. Yeah, Mark Hanson was another player uh, that played in uh, in that team. And yeah, it was a stacked team. It was bush footy was, uh, was like that back then, you know, a lot of the, uh, you know, the. Former first graders or former grade players would go up and get a little bit of cash up there and uh, go and play in bush footy. And, yeah, it was, uh, it was a really good, strong comp up there back in the day. It was. I was talking to my neighbour um, next door, Dave Piggins, a nephew of the legendary George Piggins, and he said he played up there against Michael Hagan. He won a grand final. I can't remember what teams it was. It might have been the entrance and someone. And, and that was one of the that was on his chip shoot. Take out Hagen. Anyway, they took him out in the first ten minutes and won the game ten four. The grand final. Oh, That's a take out Hagen. Um, anyway, um, he, he he passed away on the 9th of December two thousand and ten, age thirty eight. So didn't didn't live a long life, but he he was a prodigious talent. And from what I what I told, just a real scallywag and and loved a good time. And anyone that spent time around him um, loved his company. Yeah. There was a quote there from the great man, Laurie Daly, that uh, whenever he'd come up against Sinkers, whenever he played against him, uh, he knew he was going to be in for a tough game. And, you know, Laurie Daly, arguably one of the best five eights around that that era. Uh, for him to say that, it just, you know, speaks volumes for Jason Sinclair. Yeah, and Blocker, another quote from Steve Roach said, he could play, don't worry about that. And anyone who's seen his highlight reels... And we'll dig up some footage for our episode webpage if you want to scroll down and have a look at that. Or at the bottom of this YouTube video, we'll put a link to some of Sinker's highlights. Yeah, he was an electric player. He could do anything with a ball, Brownie. You've mentioned that. And when we spoke to Alan Jones at the juniors last year, I think it was, and off off camera, he got a little bit emotional talking about Jason and how he tried to help him in that. And you know, he you know he he loved the guy, and and he he did mention as well that he he was just such a great footballer, and he's yeah sadly missed. 
Brandon, just another player I got put in the limelight. Pretty young, probably struggled with the pressures of the limelight. It's, it's not it's not for everyone all the the, the, the scrutiny and everything. He, he was just a football player, pure football player. And I, I rang up uh, a good mate of mine, Tyrone Barry, used to play uh, a ball with Shannon Donato for the Rabbitohs, and he grew up in Glebe as well. And we end up getting a little bit of that information from his sister, Lani. So thanks very much for that, Lani. Uh, we appreciate it. And um, may Jason rest in peace. Yeah, you definitely, mate. And uh, you mentioned uh, Alan Jones just before, Maver. Uh, he was very close to, to Sinkers. Uh, I think he might even be the godfather of his, uh, his child. And, um, yeah, he was very touched when we, we brought it up uh, at the juniors. And uh, he was very close to a lot of them players, Alan Jones. So, but, uh, yeah, Sinkers, yeah, rest in peace, mate. Yeah. His son's name is Dane. So, shout out to you, Dane. He's about, he's about mid-20s, Dane. So, hmm. your dad was a legend, mate. Don't worry about that. Let's move on to the preview of the Titans game, chaps. We play the Titans on Saturday at 3 o'clock. Up there at Seabus Super Stadium. And just looking at it, we're in the top three now. We've broken away from the field. So we're the, the storm of won 18 games. We've won 17 along with the Panthers, even though they've got a better for and against. Now, the Panthers played the Roosters yesterday, and it would have been good for us if the Roosters won. But do you think I could go for the Roosters? No, I couldn't, and I won't ever will. So I'm glad they got rolled. We'll just have to take Penrith on. It might be when we play them in a couple of weeks. That's when it might be the telling win for us. So, yes, we're in the top three. Daylight second. The Titans are playing the Sabo, so we don't have the score. They've won eight and lost 11. So we should take care of them. Even though they've, lost, they've, they've won their last two, and they'll be looking to win again and get into the top eight. I think they go to seventh if they win today. So we've got to take every game as if it's a grand final for us from here on in. Chaps? Yeah, they've hit a bit. They've hit a bit. Of, they've hit a bit of form. The Titans, uh, like you said, maybe they've won a couple in a row. They're they're kicking off today at four oh five, I think it is. And um, you know, if they can, if they win today, they're going to go into next week's game with a lot of confidence. So I think the halfback has made a little bit of a difference. Uh, Sexton, I think it is. Yeah, keep going. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and, and they look. They they've got a big big pack of forwards who are really marching upfield and. Um, you know, any team with uh, Fafita in it, Fafita. <laughs> um, <laughs> that hard to say with the new Barrys, is it, really? Fafita. <laughs> yeah, with that big black row. Um, you know, they're, they're going to be hard to beat. It's going to be... <laughs> Tell Malala, that, that's oh, an easy one. Yeah, yeah you mentioned Fafita, uh, Brownie. You know, he scored a hat-trick against us when we played him earlier this year. If you remember that game, I went back and looked at it yesterday. So I knew we were previewing it. He scored a hat-trick in the first half for Fuda. Yes, yes. He, he, um, he cut us to ribbons over on our right our right edge defence. But if you remember who got us out of jail that day, it was it was the prodigious talent of Benji Marshall. Um, some yeah. ball, some sublime ball playing. I think he put key on through a hole, backed up the middle, and Marshall scored. And I think he done it on a number of occasions. But he scored one of the tries of the year, if you remember. Uh, Benji put uh, Alex Johnson down the sideline and, and then he passed it back inside to, to Benji. Benji flicked it back to Alex Johnson and scored uh, the, one of the tries of the year for the Rabbitohs. So that was one of the games. not a point fest. Yeah. Like it, it was at a 70-point thriller. It was one of the games of the year. Was it, and hopefully we have another good clash with them um, next week. But, yeah, uh, it was, a yeah, like you said, it was 
when he scored those three tries in the first half, we thought, oh, hello, we're in big trouble here. And he sort of wasn't sighted in the second half and we just got it done like we've been doing. Sometimes we're winning ugly, but not lately. No, well, I, I think we're building nicely, Mova, uh, coming into the back end of the season. And look, Wayne Bennett uh, has been in this you know, predicament so many times. He just knows what to say to his players. He knows what to say to the media. And we might be fortunate. We might get another couple of players back this week. Campbell Graham might be available. So there's another bit of a dilemma. Mm. Um, Liam might, might be available. So within a couple of weeks, we could be at full strength. And that's just what you need coming into, you know, the back end of the season. You want a healthy squad uh, putting pressure on each other and everyone playing well. So, you know, really looking forward to next week's game. Um, hopefully we can come up with a really good win. So here's the scenario. We've got four games left, four rounds. We've got the Titans. Then we play the Penrith Panthers, the Evil Empire, and the Dragons in the last game. We've got four rounds to go. I've penciled all four of those in as wins. And if we can do that and if we can keep everyone healthy, look out the rest of the competition. That's all I'm saying. Oh, mate, our left edge is, uh, it's been like this for, for two years now. It is absolutely deadly and it gets better and better every week. It, they seem to put a different wrinkle on their on their set plays and their shapes at the back every week. And if I'm a right edge defender coming up against the rabbit, I was, oh, I'm not looking forward to it, put it that way. And wait, wait till um, AJ comes back. I think I asked um, Master Coach Wayne Bennett the other day in the Zoom press conference at the captain's run about his availability. I thought he might have been ready next week, but Looks like he might. They might get him, roll him out there against the Panthers in a, in a fortnight's time, boys. Which is not a bad thing, but we don't want him out there running at eighty percent, ninety percent, boys. We want him running at a hundred percent because the shapes we put out the back, you have someone on the end of it like that, and yeah. it's it's un, it's unmarkable. Yeah, the amount of times just... spoke about us scoring tries untouched. Mm. How many times have you seen AJ go through untouched because of the the work back on the inside? Yeah. Yeah, and just on them shapes like you mentioned, chaps down our left and right edge. I counted um, the other night when they were playing, there's eight different options they can choose. Eight different options with them shapes that we play. And probably 90% of the time we take that right option because our success rate when we go down there and we put a shape play on, uh, normally we come up with uh, points. And the punters will be loving the left side. Just a little shout out to... Kaza Black, she came into work the other day and she said, oh, I backed Josh Mansour at first try score. I said, well, he's on the left edge. He's on the left edge. I said, you, you, you can't go wrong there. And she's she's rang her husband, Dubs Black, and said, oh, I've, I've got first try score because I picked the left edge. And he said, what, who, who's telling you that? He knew she didn't know. She says, oh, I spoke the well, I took Gagai. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So. I took Gagai. The form, the form Gagai's in, I thought uh, – you know, he, he, he's gone in untouched a couple of times himself mm. over the last couple of weeks. So it's lethal, like you said, Mava. It's getting pronounced everywhere now, that lethal left edge. Lethal left. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty to watch, really. Yeah, so whoever's on that left side wing, if you're looking for your first try scorer, you've got a good chance of getting getting the chocolates. And shout out and to all our listeners. It's a shame because AJ's on 24 tries. Mm. He's still a couple clear of the Fox. Mm. And since he's been out, I think Mansour scored five tries. So AJ would have been up around 30. There you go. Unbeatable. There you go. So shout out to all our listeners like Dubes Black and all the locals from all our mates and all the people across Australia and across the globe. 
Thanks for listening to our show. Thanks for watching us and subscribing to our YouTube channel. And don't forget, we've still got plenty of these two for $20. Look how good they are. They're beautiful red and green, such great quality. And we've got heaps for on sale. So hit us up. There's a link on our episode webpage and there'll be a link right below. Now, remember, there'll be a subscribe button here and there'll be another video to watch. So subscribe to Rabbitohs TV and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and all your podcast apps. Boys, another good show. Yeah, just before we go, Rob, we had a photo of Rabs and his, his, his family there, his couple of kids. They had the beanies on, the Rabbitohs Radio beanies, which are sold out now. And he was drinking, a, I think he might have been drinking a rum, out, rum can out of his um, little coaster and it looked cosy as. And before we go, let's not forget our sister podcast there, the top four this week. Had a couple of great discussions about our best five eights um, that have played for this club and they went through plenty of them. And also their favourite commentators. So it was another great episode from the boys and it was great to hear Jeremy's opinion on commentators because he is our, he is the voice of the Rabbitohs. And I think Just even Shannon... I think Shannon put him down as one of his favourite commentators. So, you know, I'd love to sit down and commentate a game with Jeremy Monaghan one day. That would be that would be definitely a career highlight for me. If you're out there, just Jess, on uh, a couple of things you just spoke about. Spoke about there, chaps, uh, Rabs. Yeah, shout out to you, mate. A hardworking dairy farmer down there in Tassie. Uh, loves the podcast. Loves the bunnies. And just on the five eights, chaps, you would have seen. Many five eights coming through the day. I mean, we played with a, a couple of great ones, Mavo and, and Phil Blake, and, and probably Tricky Trindle. Who's the best five eight that you've seen from the club, chaps? Oh, just I'm only 44 years of age, but I, for me, I mean, there's a couple that stand out there. Obviously, the one John Sutton, uh, 336 gamer. He had soft hands, so he didn't have a lot of spurts up, but his vision for the game was second to none. He had a nice little deft kit. Left foot kick on the left-hand side there. Got us plenty of repeat sets and tries. Um, Luke Keery wasn't with us long. I thought he I thought he's a fantastic little 5'8". Played well above his weight. But I, I think if Cody Walker can continue down the vein that he's in right now, yeah. he's breaking all records, all personal records this year. Try assist, line break assist. Um, he's scoring plenty of tries. If he can go on and lift that trophy over the next couple of years, I think he goes down as the best 5'8 I've ever seen. Yeah. And that, that includes any club. Don't worry about just South Sydney, any club. Well, and John Sutton, a regular on the show. Yeah, and I was just going to say that, Brownie. So we've been doing our Sutto Say regular show on a Thursday or Friday. So that's building nicely and we're getting a few guests on. And we also did a, a good little chat with um, a young fella called Charlie. His mum calls him Bear. And that was quite a good video. And we look forward to a few more of those coming up. Our Fanatical Fan Friday with Brendan Taliski. So we're producing a lot of content. And... Yeah, so we just we're happy that people are watching, listening, and enjoying what we do. Go the rabbits, go the boys. See you later. Up the mighty rabbitos. Whatever you do, it's me and you. Wherever you go. It's us I know Cause you're with me Fiddly dee And I'm with you It's just how we do Even when I'm wrong You'll play along And when you do dumb shit I'll forgive you for it Forget your household chores 
I'll do mine and yours You'll pay me back We're good like that Cause you're with me Tee hee hee And I'm with you It's just how we do Until I die You are my wife And if you die first I'll chase your hearse Cause you're with me Tee hee hee And I'm with you It's just how we do We can talk all night And set the world's wrongs right And write our own love story Filled with hope and glory I'll be your safe space You'll be my resting place And never look around For what's already found Cause you're with me Fiddle-dee-dee And I'm with you It's just how we do Until I die You are my wife And if you die first I'll chase your herd Thanks for listening to Rabbitohs Radio Podcast, proudly presented by What If, official travel and pathways partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Support the club and visit whatif.com forward slash Rabbitohs to book your next trip. Don't forget to use the code Rabbitohs15 to get 15% off selected hotels. Conditions apply. What If, it's Aussie for travel.